withstand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I believe, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, let's say our memory verse. Say it after me. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, verses 38 to 39. Yes, Charlie. Sounds familiar? Which part? Of the psalm? We haven't gotten to the psalm yet. You're ahead of me. Uh-huh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Let's say, the, let's say the memory verse again. I am, say it with me. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, verses 38 through 39. All right. I'll answer your question after we say the psalm, Charlie. You're a little ahead of us. All right, let's say the psalm responsibly today. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Let Israel say, Let the house of Aaron say, Let those who fear the Lord say, Out of my distress I called on the Lord. 
The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. The Lord is on my side as my helper. It is better to take refuge in the Lord It is better to take refuge in the Lord. Is it there yet? Than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. They surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. I was pushed hard so that I was falling. The Lord is my strength and my song. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord exalts. I shall not die, but I shall live. And recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely. Open to me the gates of righteousness. This is the gate of the Lord. I thank you that you have answered me. The stone that the builders rejected. This is the Lord's doing. This is the day that the Lord has made. Save us, we pray, O Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. All right, Charlie had a question. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Where do you recognize that from? You thought you recognized it. Is there any day that the Lord hasn't made? Not even the day the Lord was betrayed? Yeah, yeah, even that day was made. And can we rejoice in, our, in Jesus being crucified and dying? Yeah, we can, can't we? Because he did that for us.
Yeah, that we understand. That's right. All right, so much like you hear things in the psalm, Psalm 118, that, uh, that you recognize from Jesus' passion, his, his death and his resurrection. So the same thing with the psalm, Psalm 22. This is one of the psalms that Jesus prayed at his cross. He actually prayed the psalm while he was dying on the cross. We know that because one of the evangelists quotes it. Right? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the whole psalm to you. It's a little bit long, but I think I want you to listen. Yeah, right. I want you to listen very carefully for things that sound like um, what happened to Jesus. Can you do that? All right. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? and from the words of my groaning. O my God, I cry in daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered, they trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me, strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me, the congregation of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones, they look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard. My praise shall be with of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations 
shall worship before you, for the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow down before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has done this. There ends the psalm. All right, did you hear anything that mm, sounds like Jesus suffering and death? Cole's shaking his head, no, I heard some things. All right, Samson's got his hand up. What did you hear? Mm-hmm. Right, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Okay, hold on. We've got to let others answer too, Samson. Yes, why? Yeah, they cast lots for my, to, and they divided their clothes, my clothes amongst them, right? Yeah, we'll hear that again today. Cool. What about the hands and the feet? I know you want to say it. Huh? What's that? Yeah, it said, they pierced my hands and my feet. This psalm was written a long time before Jesus suffered and died. Right? Remember, what do we call that kind of word of God when it tells us what's going to happen in the future? Yeah, can you say that? Prophecy. All right, prophecy. There were other things too, but that maybe been, you'll have to listen to it again on Thursday, Thursday night. There were many other things. Okay. So remember yesterday, uh, they wanted to have Jesus killed by Pontius Pilate, right? They brought him to him for judgment. Did Pilate find anything wrong with Jesus? Anything deserving death? No. What do we call people who are not guilty? What's the opposite of not guilty? Or what is not guilty? What's another way to say not guilty, I should say? Yeah, Christian. Yeah, can you say it loudly? Innocent. That's right. What were you going to say? You're going to say innocent too, Owen? All right. So we'll pick up where we left off. All right. John chapter 19. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. And then they said, Hail, King of the Jews, and they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? 
Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power at all unless, or against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover, about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. Then they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the chief priests and the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier apart and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece, They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore, the soldiers did these things. What's that? It literally said the same thing as the psalm, yeah. John tells you that that what happened at the cross was fulfilling the psalm. Yeah, the prophecy of the psalm. All right, I went back to the beginning. So it says that they scourged Jesus. you know what that means, to be scourged? Charlie says no. you know another word for that? It's to be whipped. So they would take whips and they would whip him until he like ripped his skin. Does that sound pleasant? No, that sounds terrible, right? And then what they make for Jesus? A crown of, of thorns. What? That's not a real crown then, right? What do you usually make a crown out of? Gold or silver or something, right? Why out of thorns? Yeah, they're kind of making fun of him. I think there's more. Cool. What's that? 
Uh, it would hurt his head, that's true. Maybe that's part of it too. To make fun of him. How about you go back to the story, the first story in the Bible of Adam and Eve, right? Remember God actually pronounced a curse on creation? Do you remember that curse that he said to Adam? Yeah? Yeah, when sin came into the world, what was the curse specifically? It would make Adam's job difficult. Adam was a farmer. What would make his job difficult? Oh, Joel. You forget? Samson, you know? Yeah, bad things specifically. Cole? Yeah, thorns and thistles. Thistles are kind of weeds, right? So we have the thorns, and the thorns are a sign of sin. And where did they put them? On his head, right? Because what is he dying for? For sins, that's right. Yeah, but they're doing... That's right. How about, how about the purple robe? Purple robe. Who wears a purple robe? Yeah, cool. Hi. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have. I have a purple. It's called the chasuble, right? But in their culture, who would wear purple? Only. Only kings. That's right. Only kings. So they dress him up like a king with a purple robe, right? Is he actually king? Yes. Yeah, he is. Right, the king that suffers for us. They're making fun of him, but they don't even know what they're doing then, do they? Yeah, because they're actually telling the truth. Right? And then Pilate says again, I find no fault in him. And then he says, behold the man. Right? Do you want to know that in Latin? Who wants to learn some Latin today? Oh yeah, good. Ecce homo. There you go. Yeah, you don't have to say it like you're saying right. Okay. Ecce homo. Yeah, behold the man. Hmm, who was the first man? You can just say it. Who was the first man? Adam, yeah. And the New Testament teaches us that Jesus is the new Adam. He takes Adam's place, right? So Adam brought sin into the world. The new Adam, Jesus, does what? Yeah, he forgives it. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. Right. Right. So he said, I find no fault in him. How many times did Pilate say he found no fault in him? Have you been counting? Yeah, Paul? Five. Not five. Three times. That's right. Three times. Right? But they say, right here, he, or we have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Did Jesus make Himself the Son of God? No. Yeah, He does get crucified. No, He doesn't make Himself Son of God. He is the Son of God. Actually, we believe from eternity. He was always God's Son. Yeah. So did He make Himself? No. 
That's why Pilate asks him, where are you from? He wants to know, did he come from? From God. That's right. Right? All right. Uh, Let's see. And Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate says, why aren't you talking to me? Right? I have power to crucify you and power to release you. Is that true? Yeah, that's Pilate's job. Right? But what does Jesus say about Pilate's power? Where does it come from? What's that? That's all right. Or maybe it's a fly. Yeah. Yeah. His power comes from from God. Or what does it say there? From Yeah, it says from above. There it is. Yeah, verse 11. From above. Right? Yeah. So Pilate, what is Jesus saying? Pilate is doing who whose job? His own job? No, he's doing the job that God the Father gave him to do. Huh? Yeah. God the Father has given Jesus to die for the sins of the world. And Pilate's doing the job that the Father gave him to do. Does Pilate understand that? No, I don't think so. Not at this point, right? All right. Right. But Pilate still wants to release him, but he can't because the Jews don't want that, right? And what it, so now what do they say? If you let this man go, you are not. You're not Caesar's friend. Uh-oh. Who, do, who does Pilate work for? Right. Who does Pilate work for? He works for Caesar, and if he goes against Caesar, do you think Caesar would be happy about that? Right, no. Nah, I think it'd be worse than firing. <laughs> Execute. That's right. Yep. Owen. Yes, Owen. Oh, you forgot. Right. So then they start not getting their way. So then they say, uh, since Jesus is making himself king, he's saying that he is greater than, or he's taking Caesar's place. So now. They're saying he's a threat against Rome. Is that really true? Is Jesus taking Caesar's place? Is he trying to be king of the world? No. We talked about it yesterday. Where's his kingdom? Where's his kingdom? Yeah, his kingdom is from above. Cole's got his finger up. Where's Jesus' kingdom? Yeah, and on earth, but where? In the church. That's right, in the church. So does he take Caesar's place? No. No, Caesar has a different job, right? Caesar doesn't rule over the church. Jesus does, right? But Jesus doesn't rule over the world either. Doesn't need to. He's got Caesar to do that job. All right. So Pilate sits down on his seat called the pavement or the stone, right? And it's about the sixth hour. We should note this, though. Remember we talked about how you do the, the clock? The sixth hour is what time? Sixth hour. No, nah, it doesn't have to do with seasons. John's gospel is different than the other gospels. The others do it from sunrise. So if it's sixth hour, it's six hours after sunrise, which would be about noon. Not in John's gospel. He uses the Roman 
And the Roman um, clock, it starts at midnight, like ours. So the sixth hour is six in the morning, right? So it's six in the morning. It's very early in the morning. Six in the morning. All right. And then he says, right? He says, behold, your king, right? And they say, we have no king but Caesar. Hmm. Is that true? No. So they're rejecting the king whom God has given them. This isn't the, last, or the first time they did that. They actually, they rejected God as king, and then they wanted a different king. Remember that story? His name was Saul. Remember that? Yeah, they said, we don't want God as our king. We want an earthly king like the, the other nations. Yeah, they do the same thing here. And they say, crucify him. So Pilate found no guilt in him, and yet he still has him crucified. Hmm. Yeah, that's the power of the mob, I guess. All right, so where did they take Jesus to be crucified? Yeah, Cole? Well, yeah, but where was the cross? Yeah. On a hill, good. What was the name of the hill here, according to John? The place of the Gaul, or in Hebrew, Golgotha. Can you say that? Ah, but that wasn't very good. Try it again. Golgotha. No, 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 no. Golgotha. There we go. Better. Right. The place of the skull. Hmm. What's, what are skulls used for? What are they a sign of? Yeah, Cole? Dead animals, dead people, right. So if you see a skull, that means there was, there was death, right? So this is the place of death, right? Who brought death into the world? Mm-mm. Who brought death into the world? Nope. Yeah? Say it all the way in the back. Nope, not that. Well, not exactly. What? You said Adam? Yes, that's right. Adam brought death into the world. Right? And who takes, de- who takes death out of the world? The new Adam. The new Adam, whose name is? Jesus. That's right. Jesus. Right. So that's all right there. Sometimes when you see pictures of the cross, they'll have a skull at the bottom of the cross. Right? Yeah, it's to tell you that that's what Jesus is crushing. He's crushing Death in the dust, as we sing. All right. There is, not in every picture, just in some. All right, there's the name. We've talked about that, the title above the cross. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, right? In three languages, Greek, Hebrew, and Latin. We've heard that before. But we heard something different today. There were people who were upset about what he wrote. Why were they upset? Did Pilate tell the truth? Yeah, but they, they didn't like Pilate telling the truth. They wanted Pilate to change it a little bit instead of it saying, yeah. That's right. So instead of it being Pilate declaring Jesus king of the Jews, they wanted it to just say, well, this man said he was the king of the Jews. In other words, it's not actually true. It's just what he said. 
But Pilate says, what I have written, I have written. Right, I'm not going to change it. All right. And then, as Wyatt pointed out, they did exactly what the psalm said, right? They took his, they took his garments. They, some of them they split up into four parts. There must have been how many soldiers then? Four soldiers. They each got a part. And then, but there was the tunic. That's the outer garment. And they didn't split that up because it was one piece. All right? And instead of splitting it up, they cast lots. It's like dice to pick who would get, who would get the clothing. Hmm. We know a lot about Jesus' clothing. Uh, do, you, do you actually get to wear Jesus' clothing? You do. When are you clothed in Jesus? In your baptism, that's right. Right? And is it is it split up? Do we take pieces of his clothing? No, we all get to be clothed in Christ, right? Yeah, that's right. So there, therefore the soldiers did these things. Now tomorrow, we'll get to keep hearing more. There's actually some more details that John has that we haven't heard before. But you'll have to wait till tomorrow for that. Cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, very good. Let's say our catechism for this week to husbands. Is it up there now? It's running slow today. I don't know why. There we go. All right, let's say it together. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Colossians 3, verse 19. All right. Let's say the prayer for husbands. Can we say it together? All right, pray with me. O Lord Jesus, by your word, fashion the men of your church into husbands made in your image who love their wives and sacrifice themselves for them even as you gave yourself for us, your bride, the church. Teach them to respect their wives and to treat them with tenderness, compassion, and loving kindness. Deliver them from all pride and arrogance so that they do not take advantage of their wives, but honor them as joint heirs of the gracious gift of life. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Much better. All right, let's sing our hymn for the week. Do uh, you think we can do it without the music today? Yeah, I think so. So, what note does it start on? Anybody know? I don't know. You can stand up to sing today, too. Yeah, stand up to sing today. It's an E. It's pretty low. All right? So sing with me. Oh, sacred head now. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.